Welcome to At The Organ. Hello, I'm Brent Johnson. Thank you for listening to At The Organ. Week after week, I keep finding new records to play. So once again, another episode of Brent Scratchy Records. This time we have a little bit of music and a lot of talking. The good news is that it's not me talking. Today we're going to hear a lot from G. Donald Harrison, the tonal director of Aeolian Skinner. It's a lazy play day today on At The Organ. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining me today on At The Organ. I'm recording this in March of 2023, and if you're listening to it soon after it was released, well, I'm probably just now getting back to work after a long vacation. I've been on a train ride across the country, and in order to get this to you, I'm keeping my part very short. G. Donald Harrison came to America from England in 1927 to work for Ernest M. Skinner and his organ company. When that company merged with Aeolian in 1933, Harrison became the tonal director and driving force of the company, displacing Skinner himself. The company embraced a tonal philosophy known as American Classic, which worked to set them apart from other builders of the time. It picked up on ideals of classic organ design, while ideally still making use of what were known as romantic sounds. Like all organ companies at the time, they wanted to get the word out about their new sound, and LP technology had become sufficient enough that Aeolian Skinner started producing their own recordings. The series of albums they produced was titled The King of Instruments, and Volume 1 was mostly spoken word, narrated by Mr. Harrison himself, explaining how the different sounds of the organ work. It is interspersed with examples performed by unnamed organist on an unnamed organ. Side 1 takes us through principles, flutes, and strings. I don't know what year this was recorded. Harrison died in 1956, so the recording was made prior to that. He worked right up until his death, so it's possible that this is from that year. Are you ready? Here's side one. The pipes of the organ are divided into two general classes, the flue stops and the reeds. The flue stops are so-called because the method of producing the sound is by passing air through a flue or opening which causes a vibration over a lip-like surface. The flue stops are divided into four subclasses. Principal tone, the backbone of the organ. String tone, more plastic, pungent and incisive. readily recognized flute tone. And the hybrid stops, which are by their voicing halfway between the principal and flute or the string and flute sounds.
Each manual division and pedal section of the modern organ contains at one pitch or another a voice which is the natural sound of open metal pipes. This is called principal tone and was characteristic of the very earliest of organs. A precise regulation of the many variables at the mouth of the pipe allows a great variation between the bright or dull tone. This is a principle of eight-foot pitch which corresponds to the normal pitch of the piano. You will notice that because this is a well-voiced example of principal tone, that any note in the chord being held may be missed if dropped out and will be heard re-entering. This is the test of a really musical sound for on this condition depends so much of the effect, especially of the polyphonic music, where the entrance and movement of the various voices must be readily heard. Here is the same music played on a romantic phonon-type diapason built in 1915. Notice that the inner notes of the chord cannot be heard leaving and re-entering. This is one reason why the romantic organ was so unsuited to classic music. in the next example hear the eight-foot principle and then add an octave pitch in the same class of tone, that is, principles of eight and four-foot pitches. of the upper pitch makes the tone more intense following the normal acoustical rules. The combination of selected stops unites into a cohesive bouquet of tone which by careful planning becomes richer with each addition. The combination of principles eight, four, two and two thirds and two foot pitches is tone which is the backbone of the organ. The eight foot tone represents the fundamental the four-foot, the second harmonic, the two and two-thirds, the third harmonic, and the two-foot, the fourth. If the vibrations of these pipes were to be acoustically analyzed, 
it would be found that they are mathematically integral multiples of the frequency of the fundamental sound. Thus they follow natural laws governing tonal expansion. The string tone stops and flutes possess the elements of principal tones split into two sections, much as light can be split into its component parts. The strings have the incisive part of the tone. The flutes provide the more foundational tone quality. These two sounds together blend to produce a variant of principal tone useful in vocal accompaniment and in providing variety in registration for organ literature. And here, by way of comparison, is an eight-foot principal stop itself. Let us now turn to the many voices of the flute family. The open flute is a fluid voice, naturally rich in harmonics. This makes it beautiful as a solo stop, but limits its ensemble use because of its fullness. Other members of the open flute family are the harmonic flute, clarabella, wall flute, and melodia, and they sound like this. The stopped flute, often called gedact or stopped diapason, has a cap over the top of the pipe. Because of this cap, the tone possesses only the odd-numbered harmonics in the series. It is colorful tone, slightly hollow and of light weight. For this reason, it combines excellently with other voices and is indispensable in the ensembles and solo effects desirable particularly in classic literature.
Notice the transparency, yet firmness, in this eight-foot gedact and four-foot principal combination. The chimney flute is an hybrid between the stopped and open flute, possessing the sprightliness of the one and some of the weight of the other. The pipe is made by adding a small pencil-like chimney to the cap of the stopped flute. Couple flute is an extremely important and versatile voice. It is half open with a tapered canister top. It blends excellently with other stops in classic fashion and yet is one of the most beautiful and romantic solo stops in the entire instrument. Listen to it first in the classic literature and then in the romantic. The quintetan is a stopped flute voiced in such a manner that the fundamental and third harmonic are practically equal in strength. This makes it an ideal stop at 16 foot pitch or an octave below unison pitch because the energy distribution in these harmonics gives it prominence and drive without weight. Notice that the 16-foot quintetan added to a chorus of principles gives gravity without heaviness. The nason flute is a wood quintetan, and because it is of wood, into it can be voiced a distinct articulation in speech. This makes it ideal for rhythmic devices and ornaments, especially in fast-running passages. It too, like the couple flute, is classic in origin, but finds itself well adapted to romantic and modern literature. Here it is in these two settings. Thank you. 
these various flute colors may be employed at almost any pitch and may find a place on the manuals or pedal. Here are several types of flute combinations playing the same passages. Flute and principal tone alone form the basis of an instrument typical of the early period. The string tone stops. The incisive clarity and precision of the tone of these pipes makes them easily recognized. Various names are applied to these stops, such as gamba, solitional, viol, etc., describing the keenness or the breadth of the tonal result. Because of this incisive quality of the strings and their moderate dynamic range, a second set of string pipes, tuned slightly sharp, may be added to the unison rank. The sharp-tuned rank is called a celeste, the beating produced by the out-of-tuneness gives a sense of mass and warmth. The celeste effect was devised earlier, but its prominent musical use did not come until the Romantic and modern periods. noticed in the example that these stops were enclosed in a swell box, thus making possible great changes in the dynamic level. The swell box is a chamber containing the pipes with one or two sides supplied with louvers, like Venetian blinds, which open and shut at the control of the organist. This device, invented in the Romantic period, is contemplated in a great deal of the Romantic and modern literature, and is suited to modern conceptions of some of the classic literature.
The hybrid stops, often falling under the names of Gemshorn, Spitzflut, or Erzähler, are particularly useful for accompanimental passages because the tapered conical body of the pipe tends to accentuate certain of the higher natural harmonics of the pipe while suppressing some of the lower ones. One of the most beautiful voices to be developed in recent years is the combination of a soft spitz flute with a sharp tune rank called a flute celeste. This is an ethereal voice, usually the softest one in the organ, which creates a most mystic atmosphere. It finds use in soft accompaniments for solo voices in the organ or for the accompaniment of quiet portions of the church service. And that's side one. Before I flip the disc over, I want to say that at the organ, as well as everything we do at the Organ Media Foundation, is listener-supported. We rely on our sponsors to help us keep organ music playing on the internet. If you enjoy At the Organ and want to help keep it churning out new episodes, you can do that by becoming a sponsor of the Organ Media Foundation. We're a 501c3, and your donations can be tax-deductible. For more information about how to do that, just type organ.media into your browser and click where it says Support. All right, on to side two. This one brings us reeds, mutations, and mixtures. considered thus far has been produced by blowing air across the lip of a pipe in much the same fashion as sound is made in a toy whistle. Reed tone comes from the interruption of the air stream by a vibrating tongue. The result of this interruption is amplified by the resonance of the pipe. The construction of a reed pipe is not unlike that of the familiar Halloween horn. The tone is of intense and often fiery color, although not necessarily of large volume. Trumpets are the assertive chorus voices. They appear at unison pitch and at sub and octave pitches, usually in the swell division of modern instruments. These sub and octave pitches unite with the unison to form a broad band of fiery tone. 
Chordal music sustains an emotional grip with reed sounding, and the combination of reeds and flues to appropriate music gives a tonal texture of great emotional and intellectual appeal. Characteristic or imitative color reeds range from the tuba and vox humana to the clarinet, chalmai, cromorne, oboe, fagotto, English horn, and French horn. This example is played on the tuba major of the organ in the Cathedral of St. John the Divine. hear the state trumpet in the Cathedral of St. John the Divine, voiced to produce the effect of the state trumpeters in the English cathedrals. Because of the unique acoustical characteristics of this building, which is the largest Gothic cathedral in the world, and the voicing of the stop, there is particular effectiveness in the building. The pipes are 600 feet from the main organ and choir and are placed horizontally directly under the great rose window at the west end of the building. intimately colorful or classic type reeds are identified by early names in musical history. The cromorne is one of the most useful of all reeds, both for solo and for minor ensemble purposes. Tremulant is a mechanical imitation of the human vocal vibrato and is an arrangement for producing a variation in the air pressure at the pipe. It provides an additional color possibility. 
A cousin of the Cromorne is the raw chalmai, which is also useful in both solo and ensemble passages. The clarinet is the romantic development of these earlier stops. The English horn is a distinctive and appealing stop, highly suggestive of its orchestral counterpart. The oboe is interesting. Now let us hear a chorus of these classic type reeds at 16, 8 and 4 foot pitches. The tone is extremely intense and a good musical foil to the larger trumpet-type chorus usually found in the swell organ. For this reason, these stops appear in this family relationship in the choir or positive organ and are available either for solos or in chorus. Of all the color reeds, the fagotto is the most important to consider. The tone is midway in reed scale. It is equally useful for bass or treble line. As flue stops and mixtures are added together to produce normal organ tone, so trumpets and mixtures are added together to produce ensemble tone, just as essential, but of more limited usefulness. Where a passage of fiery brilliance is required, no other stops need be added to trumpets and mixtures.
to indicate the tremendous frequency range of the organ by virtue of the pitches of its various stops, here is a scale on the organ in Symphony Hall, Boston, starting at 16 cycles per second, or low C, of a 32-foot contraviolone, and progressing up through the top C of the one-foot flute, or about 8,000 cycles per second. This last pipe has harmonics, the frequencies of which are beyond the range of human hearing. Mutation stops, as the name would suggest, change or transform any tone with which they are sounded. This is accomplished by making more prominent certain of the harmonics in the composite tone. To the unison tone of a stopped flute, for example, let us add the nazard or reinforcement of the third harmonic. The rather cool, calm, original sound is now bright and cheerful. To this combination, let us add the tears, or reinforcement of the fifth harmonic. We now have a solo voice made from three separate elements. The result is entirely different from any of the original sounds. Again, here they are separately and together. This solo combination produced by the Nazard and Tears and one or more unison and octave pitches is known as the cornet. In early music, it is the standard tone for use with an ornamented melody. Whereas mutation stops unite with unison stops to produce a composite sound, mixtures are multiple sets of pipes designed to make harmonics for a whole division of the organ. The pipes are unisons and fifths over a wide pitch range. As in all natural sounds, the greater the amount of sound, the greater the ratio of the strength and number of harmonics to the fundamental of the sound. 
In the modern organ, then, when it is required to produce a greater mass of sound, for clarity's sake, mixtures are employed rather than just the addition of more and louder unison stops. This means that complicated contrapuntal passages can still be clear, whereas in the romantic instrument, polyphony was sure to be obscured by layers and layers of louder and louder sound. Listen to a passage demonstrating the difference between the two types of organs. There is another essential difference between mixture and mutation stops. Being of solo character, the pitches of the pipes in the mutation stops must be continuous, while the pitches of the ranks of a mixture seldom follow a straight progression from bass to treble. Breaks in the pitch composition at various points along the compass are designed for the acoustical characteristics of the building. The size of the end give life, clarity, and intensity to the ensemble. Since the prime use of mixtures is for ensemble, the comparatively heavy and slow-speaking bass pipes of the eight-foot stops are brightened and quickened in speech by the effect of higher pitches. In the treble, the pitches of the mixture are low enough in composition to add needed weight and breadth to that portion of the compass. Here is a scale on a high-pitched cymbal mixture starting from the bass and going to the treble which clearly demonstrates the breaks in the pitch line. Let's listen to passages on foundation tones of the great, swell and positive divisions of the organ. Now notice the effect of adding the appropriate mixtures to each division. Properly handled, the pitch breaks in mixtures will produce such a distinction between treble and bass that at times the player seems to be using two manuals, yet the tone remains of a similar character. Thank you. 
Mixtures are designed to provide harmonic structure for the various pitch levels appropriate to the various divisions of the organ. In the swell organ, mixtures are designed both to heighten the effect of the minor flue chorus and also to fuse with the reed chorus to produce the dramatic effects required particularly in the French literature. As well as brightening the ensemble, mixtures also serve to expand and enrich the tone by derivative sound resulting from the acoustical action of one upper partial on another and on the fundamental tone itself. Let us consider a simple case of this derivative action. The forefoot, the two and two thirds, and the one and three fifths pitches are the first harmonics of the eight-foot series after the fundamental eight-foot tone itself. When these pitches alone are sounded, there is a light eight-foot tone generated among them, sufficient to keep the resulting sound at unison pitch. Mixtures may be composed of pipes sounding in addition to the unison and fifth, the third, and the flat seventh and ninth. The greater variety of harmonics present, the more trumpet-like becomes the tone. We have seen that when stops are used together from one keyboard, their tone will blend into a mass that is different from any of the original components. It is the welding of these noticeably different voices into one cohesive whole that is the most important single factor in artistic organ building. It is relatively simple to make highly characteristic voices, but not at all simple to control these extremes so that in combination they will also blend perfectly to form new and worthy tonal elements. It is this task which takes thoughtful experience and a sure hand. In this control lies the raison d'etre of the American classic organ. Because it is American and not embedded in a particular restrictive national heritage, it can also embrace period and national requirements with equal respect. The subtle merging of diverse elements in all artistic media has historically been the keystone to our great commonwealth of art. And that's almost the entire album. I hope you enjoyed that little bit of organ history. I haven't mentioned it lately, but At The Organ has a Twitter account where we post updates about new and upcoming shows as well as occasional interesting bits of organ history. You can find us by searching for the underscore organ because it's at the organ. All right. While you're there, you can also follow the Oregon Media Foundation for updates about everything happening here.
We're also on Facebook, and the Oregon Media Foundation has an Instagram account. And if you like watching as much as you like listening, we have a YouTube channel where I crawl around in organs and see how they work. And if you're an organist looking for literature to play on Sunday, we have a channel exploring new releases of organ music titled Your Sunday Service. You can find all of that on our website, organ.media. Make sure you're subscribed to At The Organ on your favorite podcast player. If you can't find us there, let me know. Send an email to info at attheorgan.com. I'll end this episode with the final musical excerpt from the album. I'm Brent Johnson. Thanks for listening, and I'll meet you here next time at The Organ. At the Organ is a production of the Organ Media Foundation. For more information about supporting the foundation, go to organmedia.org. Thank you for listening.